This is an AMI podcast. Keep the conversation going off the air. Your voice matters. Email feedback at AMI.ca or connect with us on Twitter at AMI-audio and let us know what you think about our programming. This is Double Tap Canada. Welcome to Double Tap Canada, the show where blind people talk tech. Have your say. Call or text us at 844-971-1999. That's 844-971-1999. Tweet at Double Tap Canada. Find us on Facebook. Just search for Double Tap Canada. Now here's your favorite Double Tappers. <laughs> yeah, we like a laugh around here. Uh, hello, yes. Ha- oh, sorry, I need to do it properly. Hello, hello, hello. Uh, that's the contractual welcome to the program. Hello, welcome to Double Tap Canada. It is I, Stephen Scott, back with you once again this week, along with Sean Priest. He's here. Hello, Sean. I didn't like he's here, like it's just a throwaway line. I'm here. Hello. <laughs> Where else would you be? Let's be honest about it. Where else? Uh, we've also got Mark Aflalo somewhere over there. Hello, hello Mark. Hello, hello. I'm over here. you got to do that properly, you see. you got to do the hello, hello, hello. It hello, hello, a thing. hello. That's beautiful. Thank yeah, you. It's, it's the only trademark I have. <laughs> <laughs> that's, the best, that's the best it gets. Uh, look, I, I want to dive right in this week because um, I am really excited about this week's show. I'm not, I mean, I, I want to just be clear on this. I'm always excited about being here on Double Tap Canada. <laughs> But when I'm actually allowed to talk about Max and nobody says, oh, shut up, Stephen, stop talking about Max, um, then, you know, that's this is good. I, I am quite excited well, about this. I mean, I have said that a few times today, but you're just ignoring me. You're annoyingly excited today. Today? Today? Yeah, <laughs> true. Guys, how many week. times have I been on the phone to you both uh, saying, have you tried this Mac Mini? Mark's got one. And he's like, yeah, I know. <laughs> I haven't. I don't still have it yet. <laughs> I'm confused by this. I thought you had it, but you don't have. No. It. Well, here's the problem: yet. is that I made the mistake of customizing it, so it's like sitting in in processing hell. Oh. Uh, it hasn't moved. It's probably in some Chinese factory going. We don't have 16 gigs of RAM. How do they expect us to do this? Uh, so yeah, I'm still waiting for it to, to to process. I keep looking at stock in local Apple stores, but I want the 16 gig model, and nobody has them. Nobody has them. Can I just say here, uh, you know, I live in a country where we still eat the contents of a sheep's stomach for dinner. Uh, and, you know, you live in a developed country and you can't get a MacBook next day? What's going on? No, I can get one next day, but I can't get one next day that includes the specs that I want them to. Ah, well, you see, you're just there is a difference, up. Stephen. Everyone wants the 16 gig because you can't upgrade it later on. You get what you get. That's it. So, true. Yeah, 16 gig. True. But do you need it? That's the question. Do you need it? Oh, no, well, greedy, greedy, uh, Mark. See, see, Envelope, we're going to get into okay, all that. Okay, but hang on. I don't, what if I don't want the 16 gig, but I at least want a one terabyte of storage? I'll just plug a Same hard problem. drive in, for goodness sake. You're fired. <laughs> fine, fine. I knew you wanted this show. I knew you always wanted it. Right, let's get into this, because look, we've got our special guest joining us. And look, he has got up extra early for this. So, you know, let's make it worth his while. Uh, David Woodbridge is joining us. Uh, he is part of Vision Australia over there in uh, Australia, I believe. Is that what Australia is? Where Vision Australia is, David? Uh, I believe so, yes. I, I believe it's <laughs> on the eastern border of Australia, actually. So, yes, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, depending on where you are and where you're listening. Yeah, because it's about, you know, t- t- two in the morning or something with you. It's ridiculous. Yeah, no, it's not that bad. <laughs> but listen, I'm so glad you're here. It's in the morning, I think, or something like that, right? 
Is it six in the morning? Six two. It's all the same. It's before noon, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, look, uh, we got you on this week because, you know, you and I have been getting quite excited. You managed, I mean, like, he lives in Australia. He's f- even further away, Mark. Even he got one before <laughs> He's you. got it yours. Uh, but I I didn't get one of 16 you gigs. You I've, I've come from the Mac world, though. I, I, I don't need more memory because the Mac's more <laughs> powerful than uh, a PC running mm-hmm. its memory oh, management. Oh, how's, how's, how's that for trying out the gauntlet, eh? Listen, here, here, guys, 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 here, here's my problem is that I'm used to using this Mac Pro that has 192 gigs of memory. So uh, eight to me seems so... Oh, there you go. Seems like, Indeed. you know, Touché. a really slow kangaroo. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> slow kangaroo. I see how you tried to make that relevant to David. You like that? You like that? Very good. Inclusive. I yeah, I like that. that. Well done. Well done. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we're going to talk about the Macs because uh, I got my hands on a, a beautiful Mac Mini and uh, I want to talk about it. So did you, David. That's what we both went for. Hmm. And interestingly, we both chose the base level model. Now, you could argue that's because we're cheap or because we really wanted to delve into, you know, what it would be like to experience this, you know, from the base level. Because normally, a bit like what Mark's saying, I would be jumping for the highest spec machine. But with the reviews that were coming out early doors, it seemed like you didn't need all of that. So, you know, what was your kind of first impression, David? What what was your first thoughts opening up that, that box and smelling the new Mac smell. <laughs> it's gone weird. Um, <laughs> but the fact it actually felt exactly the same, I thought, oh, I wonder if they sent me the wrong one. <laughs> I just opened it up and I thought, this is a, this is a Mac Mini. It's uh, not different. So, uh, no, so I, you know, and there's not much to it. I mean, just the plug-in cable and the, the box itself, it's like, it's not that exciting, unfortunately. So, no, I, I got it out and put it on the table, and then, of course, I had to go out. I hate when you get a new machine, you've got to go out the door. Oh, this and is go terrible. And yeah. nice or, your wife, or your wife will shout and say, do you know what, could you, could you do this thing? And you're like, yeah, could you just give me a couple I of know. minutes? And she's like, no, no, exactly. it needs to be done now. Like, oh. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, why now? Divorce. Uh, but no, um, <laughs> although my, my, my experience, which we'll get on to sooner or later, but um, yeah, my, my initial setup process was not nice. I, um, I got rather frustrated and irritated by the machine, I must say. Oh, okay. Right, we'll get into that mm-hmm. then. Well, Steve, Steve uh, what so, color did you get? Did you get the space gray one like you wanted? Oh, don't, no, don't even go there. <laughs> d- d- you know this irritates me. This is so annoying. Why didn't they allow a space gray model? Why am I getting a stupid silver model? What is this, 1991 or something? It is ridiculous. Because uh, colors don't matter. Well, they do to me. Because I, I bought, I spent a <laughs> fortune on a space gray keyboard. It doesn't marry up. I, it just I, love, I, love, I love the fact that you don't care if it has a screen because it's, you know... <laughs> You don't need the screen, but you care about the color of the physical device that's going to live it's under a desk somewhere. It's not very consistent, somewhere. is it? No, no it's not consistent. No, this, no. Can I tell you, you something? I, you know what, David? I, I, you'll, you'll understand really quickly there's never consistency when you use the no. word Stephen Scott. No, no, they, they right. tend to go together. I mean, here, here I am standing. I'm standing in the Apple store in Toronto. I think it was the Eaton Centre in Toronto. And... Um, I'm asking the guy, you know, what kind of Macs do you have in terms of the, the highest spec? And they tell me that they've got one highest spec MacBook Pro in the store. They've only got one. And I said, please tell me it's space grey. And he said, yeah, yeah, it is. And I was like, well, thank goodness for that. I actually, in a, for a moment, I was kind of like, eh, do I really want it? You know, I'd you gone wouldn't. literally three and a half thousand miles to get this thing. <laughs> and then I was like, yeah, you don't have it in my colour. Oh, forget it. I know, it's ridiculous. It really is. Uh, look, we're going to get into the whole specification thing uh, i've got a quiz for you guys I've got a quiz Ooh, not a school. Like quizzes thanks no <sighs> no you try, honestly you try 
This is what I've had to put up with for years on this program, Mark. Uh, uh, this is this is what I'm dealing with. And here, here I do. I come in, I join the gang, and nothing changes. Exactly. Yes. Um, look, you can call if you'd like. You can drop us a voicemail to 844-971-1999. Uh, that is the number you can call. Leave a voicemail. Let us know it's okay to use your voicemail on air. You can drop us a text to that number as well. Or you can email us feedback at ami.ca. Stick around. David Woodbridge is with us. We're going to be tearing down the new Mac Mini and getting very excited about sounds on the new Mac. Woo-hoo. This is Double Tap Canada. We'll be back in a moment. 44971-1999 or email feedback at ami.ca. Now back to the show. Yeah, let's talk about Macs this week. The new Mac range with the M1 chip inside. Uh, Mark, I'm going to designate you as the guy Uh-oh. to talk about what the M1 chip is because we haven't really discussed that yet. What's so special about this then? Well, thanks for preparing me for this. I really appreciate it. <laughs> I was telling my wife I got to go catch up before the show. She's like, "What do you mean you got to catch up? You got to read up." I'm like, "Well, you know, Stephen tends to script things so that I, you know, know what's going on." But this week he didn't do it, so now I'm sitting Nothing. here, you know, just killing time wondering what is an M1 chip. So this M1 is, you know, the, here's the thing: when it comes to these processors, they're basically system on a chip. So it's a chip that encompasses your central processing unit. It encompasses all the RAM and the memory that runs the computer as well, plus the the graphical processing unit, the GPU. Everything in one little package. Obviously, we also have Apple's, you know, own proprietary different chips in there. Like I think the L1 in there. There's a you know haptic engine and various things that are on on the phones that are not on the Macs. But everything is in one chip, and everything is designed to work seamlessly with the software that Apple creates. And the the marriage of the two, the software and the hardware, create this experience that is truly, at this point, unrivaled. That wasn't bad for just you know throwing that in there. That, that was quite good. I completely made everything up. Mark on that one. That's really good, actually. He googled it. He googled it. I heard it. It probably did. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> oh no. Uh, uh, hang on. Other uh, other uh, search engines are available. Oh, yes. I mean, nobody uses yeah. Bing. Let's be honest. Okay, fine. Yeah. You googled it. Um, Alta Vista. Netscape Navigator. Opera. Uh, I love that browser. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. We're moving on a bit. Right. um, (laughs) Now, David, you bought the Mac Mini, and you've ordered... What have you ordered? You've ordered the Mac Mini as well, Mark. Is that right? Yeah, I I ordered the Mac Mini. The only thing that I did different from the original spec was um, I got 16 gigs of RAM and just one terabyte of storage. Right. But you're like me. You're thinking of sending this back, and you you haven't got it yet, but, you know, when it finally arrives throwing it back at the guy who's delivered it and saying, bring me a MacBook Air instead, damn it. Well, yeah, um, because I think, you know... I'm, I'm, I'm there as well. I'm kind of annoyed because, you know, I, I bought my 16-inch MacBook Pro in, you know, kind of like you did with the 50, and I got it in December. I lease mm. my computers because, you know, they're $6,000. Who has that cash to throw at a computer? So I lease it, so I'm paying for it for the next two years, and then I have to give it back. But now I'm looking at all these benchmarks for this entry-level M1 Apple chip that everybody's like, oh, how fast is this going to be? And it's completely obliterating, obliterating my laptop that has 64 gigs of memory, an Intel Core i9 processor. I mean, I mean we're seeing videos of people putting it, what was it, how many how many audio plugins on, on tracks, Sean? It was like... Just under a thousand. Just under a thousand. Oh, my goodness. Plugins. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he had to drop it down because it was, wasn't happy at a thousand, but it was okay with like 960. <laughs> Or oh, did it did it did it get a bit 
Did I get a bit upset? I thought it was it just, I just didn't like it. They said, you know what? This is not going to be good. And here's the thing. Working in audio and working in video, and I work with plugins and stuff. I've done full animation projects, okay? 64 tracks of audio with effects all over the place. I never hit a thousand plugins, <clears throat> let alone. I'm never going to blow up this. Me- this, this. It's insane. No, total overkill. But the very fact that it could play it without a hitch was, I mean, mm. it is amazing performance. Yeah. yeah. So uh, you got the Mac Mini. Uh, well, we, we've all ordered one. I've we, We've got ours, David, which is great. Uh, let's talk a bit about why you chose that one. Because here's my thing. I, I kind of, I opted for the Mac Mini from my point of view purely because it was the entry level. And I thought, I don't want to spend a lot of money on this to find out it's terrible. Uh, you know, because then I'm out a few quid when I have to send it back and wait for the money to come back into my account, right? So I'm thinking, well, I'll just put out the, the 699 it was here, uh, and that's fine. But, uh, you know, now I've got it, I'm thinking, what else do I really need? What are you finding? How are you finding it? Yeah, I mean, the, this is the thing, and this is the reason why I didn't go off and get a, a MacBook Air or a MacBook Pro, because everybody's saying these are the first release of the M1 chips. They're actually ultra-low power, they're ultra low type machines, so you're not getting a. Even though it says it's a MacBook Pro, it's not really a MacBook Pro. So I thought, well, <coughs> if that's all true, then I might as well just go and get a, a normal desktop Mac Mini. And because I have to do research and other stuff for clients at Vision Australia, I thought, well, there's no point me getting a 16 gig Mac Mini if I then turn around to clients and say, oh no, look. Absolutely fine to get an eight gig one. You'll have no problems thinking I have one right because I don't have one of those. So I intentionally got an, an eight gig one. I, most of my stuff's online via Dropbox and iCloud and, and other stuff. And I've got external media that I back up to. So I only got a 256 gig hard drive because I never store stuff locally. All the stuff locally on my Mac is just like messages, mail, some documents that I'm working on, but everything's stored on external media in case my machine goes down. So that to me wasn't a problem. But from the word go, I mean, this thing literally just hoots along. I mean, you know, horrible programs, well, they're not horrible programs. I love Twitterific as a client, but if anybody's used it on a older Mac, when I say an older Mac, I mean about a month ago. Um, <laughs> you know, you don't get the you don't get the dreaded busy, busy out of voiceover, which used to irritate me no mm-hmm. end. Um, I think I got it once during the setup. But besides that, this, I think I've got, I just, I was so pleased I managed to get it once or twice at a terrific, but that's it. I can't get a busy, busy out of this machine anymore. So I feel like I've lost part of my past now. <laughs> wow. I mean, that that's the one thing that really is concerning all the voiceover users out there, they're all saying, do you still get you know, busy, busy, mm. particularly on Safari, because that's the, the browser that tends yeah. to do it. Um, no, I mean, I'm the same. I haven't had any issues with this thing at all. I mean, you know, in terms of the, the Mac Mini as well, the one thing it has over the MacBook Air and the MacBook Pro for, for definite are, are ports. There are lots of ports on it still. Yep, so you actually get so you get Ethernet, you get the two, now what is it, USB-C four Thunderbolt ports. Two USB A, yeah, no, two USB, two USB A ports, and God knows why a three point five mil headphone jack. No, no. Um, <laughs> but you also get, and the thing you don't get on a MacBook Air, <clears> you get a fan, a nice little vent underneath the ports. Um, so hopefully, when you're ramping up the processor to make it work, work very, very hard, like running over a thousand plugins. Um, 
hopefully it'll just kick in the fan and keep the um, the processor heat down and you'll be able to keep going. So, and I must admit this, I mean, the, the fan in the, the Mini, I just put my hand over the back of it because it's so quiet. Besides the noise when you turn it on with the chime, which you can turn off, you, you can't tell if this machine's on or not. So I remember back in the old days when I used to have to put my ear on my laptop to make sure it started up. It's almost the same with the um, the Mac Mini these days. I've just got to put my hand over the back of the machine if I've missed the startup sound and just feel the, sort of the, the soft whoosh of air coming out of the vent because it's just so quiet. You can't tell if it's on or not half the time. So no, it's just a nice little box. And I, and I do like all the ports. I mean, I've got my mixer and everything else plugged in. And as we speak, I'm actually using the Mac Mini. So it's just business as usual as far as apps are concerned. You know, the, the power in this thing is incredible. Uh, Mark, uh, Sean, I just wish you guys had the chance to, to try this out. And I know you will soon, Mark. Uh, Sean will get there in about a year or two's time, you know. Or maybe never, because he's, he's a PC <laughs> fanboy. Well, I'll tell you why. Okay, so I, I jumped on the Mac like everyone else, I think, when the... Um, got so excited over the iPhone and how accessible and how well voiceover works on the iPhone. So I wanted to look into Macs after that. So I jumped on the Mac Mini, the you know the most affordable way into the Mac ecosystem. But I was really put off by some of the performance on voiceover. The busy, busy, busy thing drove me crazy. And I'm running an i7 here, Intel i7. Admittedly, you know, it's a few years ago now, so a few generations back. But it wasn't a medium or low spec Mac Mini that I bought. And I still found that voiceover was slightly clunky and the busy, busy, busy just, I don't know. And I did end up just boot camping, boot camping it and running Windows on it. Um, so it's not that I'm not a fan of the Mac OS, but it, it just didn't perform well enough for me. And uh, it looks like maybe this new M1 processor is the way to go. Actually, it's quite funny, Sean, because everybody says to me, how does Windows, well, what Windows run on an M1, which it won't. But I just say, you know what? In 15 years of me using a Mac, I have never put Windows on my machine. And they go, well, don't you want to test? And I went, nah. I've got oh, a Surface yeah. Pro right next to me. Thanks very much. I don't need to put Windows on my Mac. My Mac will never see a Windows operating system. <coughs> got to uh, say, it yeah, works so really well. That's, that's, oh, look, it works beautifully. I mean, I've, I've never seen Windows OS run so beautifully on my Mac before. It's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is this is a big question for all people, isn't it? Because, you know, I know friends of mine like to have Windows on there as well because, you know, if you're a voiceover user, you can have it running alongside uh, Windows with JAWS. And it does work. It's a bit iffy, if I'm honest. It's not perfect at all. Is that a technical kind of, term? Uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Iffy. That's the only ones I use. <laughs> but, but, you know, the maybe that experience will change. But where are we at the moment when it comes to Windows on the Mac? Can it be done on these new M1 chips? No. Nope. Right. Well, thanks, David. Um, <laughs> well, actually, let, let me rephrase it. Somebody, somebody told me the other day that Parallels apparently will be able to run Windows in a virtual machine, but that was only hearsay. So I can't verify that you can run Windows. And I've heard oh, they're working on it. Yeah, they're working on it. So, um, and what what was the statement from some guy from Apple said? You know, oh, we've it's up Microsoft to, it's up to Microsoft. To board, if yeah, want it's, to up to, it's up to Microsoft. It's not up to us to decide that. So, yeah, so <laughs> it's just fair hopefully enough, down the track. Yeah. Yeah, well, so yeah, for those so, poor vision, so for those poor vision impaired people that insist on running J A W S on W I N D O W S, then <laughs> the option will be here eventually. 
Now he's just confused me. I don't know what he's talking about. So on the new M on the new M1 systems, you can't run Windows natively, like as in boot camp. No. But you will no. be able to run it at some stage in a virtual machine, uh, which is cool. But yeah, that, that's Craig. What David said what? yes. Yes, he did. Yes, sorry. Okay, I'm just, I'm just <laughs> emphasizing the point for us Windows you massive. Are. Thank you, Sean. Thank the, you. The, it's kind that way. Have you ever thought of maybe getting, um, I don't know, like a, like a Windows computer to run Windows? No, I don't like Windows. No, see, the Mac, the Mac <laughs> like hardware is, is beautiful. I don't, don't like oh, getting a computer. Forget it. Carry on. No, that's it. See, you could run <laughs> Windows 10 for ARM. Uh, you, know, you could argue you could run that in a boot camp, but who wants but to? You know, right, okay, but actually you make a fair point here. This is what kind of put me off the whole, uh, where I was a bit sceptical about the whole M1 thing with Mac, because when Microsoft's Surface Pro X came out, you tried mm, that, didn't exactly. you, Mark? Yeah, no, I love the Surface Pro X, except the, you know, the form factor, and I love the design, everything that's going going with it. But yeah, it only ran 32-bit apps. Uh, it was mm. not, not not terribly uh, advanced, mm. not, you know, but not a 2020 machine. So let's, and it let's, doesn't run maybe, any IT stuff, yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. Well, that's right. Yeah, if it doesn't come from the Microsoft Store, it ain't going on. If your name's not down, you're not getting in, nope. kind of thing. Um, let's talk about that, though. Let's talk about app compatibility, uh, because, again, people might think, well, you know, the way this sounds, you, you, the apps have to be optimised so only certain apps will run. But that's not the case, is it? No, it's been absolutely brilliant. I mean, this thing's... You wouldn't know whether you're. So the first thing I said, so I thought, oh well, I better put <clears throat> all my normal applications on, like Armadas Pro, Dropbox, Just Press Record, all the normal apps that I use. And I thought, oh god, here we go. This this is the time where I think I've made a mistake. Pops up the first time I ran a third party app and said, oh, you need to run uh, emulator called Rosetta. Um, do you wish to install it? Which I think is a really stupid question because of course I want to run it because I want to use my apps. <laughs> so. so it's almost like, do you agree to the following license agreement? Because if you say I, I no, know you're exactly, not going any yeah, further. Um, so I installed it, and then literally, it just was just running normal applications. I installed everything off websites, off the Mac App Store. Nothing was interfering with anything. And I thought this is just starting to feel like a normal Mac. So after 24 hours, I, I got rid of the the nervous jitters and just used the Mac normally. Um, and we can talk about um, other apps later on, but you know, even to install a few um, iOS apps, dare I say, on the on the Mac too was just flawless. It didn't even say to me, you know, this is an iOS app. Do you wish to install it? It just said, you know, some of the apps just say this app is not. What is it? Not doesn't say authorized. Something about it hasn't been evaluated or something like that for. Mac OS, do you still wish to install it in the little description? And you just install it and off it goes. And as far as VoiceOver is concerned, it treats the iOS apps exactly like a Mac app. So you don't have to use a trackpad or VoiceOver just if you don't want to. You just treat it exactly the same way that you would do using a Bluetooth keyboard on your iOS, you know, iPhone, iPod Touch or iPad. So between the third-party apps, the default apps from Apple and iOS apps, you wouldn't notice any difference between what you're using on the platform. So it's absolutely amazing. Yeah, I, I, I'm really impressed by this. Although I am struggling to find these apps as I've been uh, texting you back and forward through the course of the <laughs> the week. Uh, and also, uh, you know, I, I'm conscious that every time I do text you, it's probably middle of the night where you are or you're, you know, <laughs> sleeping away merrily. That's his and problem. And I'm waking you up. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. You'll get over it. That's right. But I mean, I'm texting away, and it's like, you know, how does this app store work? I mean, is that the most inaccessible part of the Mac? It just to me, it is utterly ah, awful to I've, navigate around. I, I found a new, I found a new magic door though the other day. Oh, because remember I said that you had to go into search, type in a search, then you had to go to the toolbar, and I know most Windows users hate me using the word interact. But I'm going to use it anyway. So you interact mm-hmm. with the toolbar. You choose the iOS iPad apps, and then it'll bring up a list above your name if you're using VoiceOver. But if you then don't, don't do any of that, so you open up the Mac App Store, you go directly to your name, which is your account, and you click on the little thing up, up the top that says Mac or iOS apps. You click on or VO Spacebar on the iOS apps, and it brings up every single app that you own under your Apple ID. You just go down the list and choose the one you'd like to install on your Mac. Nice and easy. In fact, it went back to my first app from 2009, which was Documents to Go. And that was the first app that I apparently bought uh, or accessed on my Apple ID. So every single app you bought is on, in that list. I want to go and check what apps I've been buying. <laughs> I bet we'll they'll give you 10 minutes. <laughs> Off you go. <laughs> Probably, yeah. I, I mean, like, because, like, you, you go back and you go, why did I want a, a rain stick app? And why did I want a, a cowbell when I when I shook my iPhone? It's like, what? <laughs> they were cutting edge at the time, I'm sure. It was cutting edge. Like, like, oh. Come on, guys, admit it, you had the fart app. Oh, no yeah, one wants oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, of <laughs> okay, I've got a question. I got a, I got a theoretical question here, and this is my my big question. I'm asking everybody, and I want. I'm curious what their answer is going to be. Is that you know theoretically, if you think about the fact that we can run iOS apps on the Mac, should that not work the other way? Should we not be able to take something that's designed for the M1 processor and run that on an iPad, for example? Yes, that would be a brief. I think it should absolutely. Yeah, so do I. Yeah. I mean, the yeah. compatibility well, is well, be there, right? Well, especially yeah. now because you've got keyboard, you've got touchpad support, yeah. mm. or trackpad support. So you've got that ability in the iPads to do it. I'm not mm. sure how it works on a phone. No, yeah, Although, that's, that's, that's great for us screen reader users, but it's all about mm. the design of the UI, isn't it? The interface. If no, you're talking no, about a desktop-style app on an iPad... Well, no, but the, the other issue about... And I was... Um, I can't remember his name now on Twitter, but... He made an interesting point because what happens with, at least with voiceover on the Mac with the user interface is whilst you can navigate the front end of the actual application, the iOS app, if it's got levels in it where you might need to use, you know, on the iPad or even the iPhone, now you've got these containers where you can move to different windows of the screen. That's the sort of stuff that you can't access with voiceover on the Mac because the Mac rotor doesn't contain the containers or other elements that you might need to use traditionally on an iPhone or an iPad. So I still think Apple's got a way to go. And the other question that I was going to ask people if they've noticed, and I don't know if you've noticed, Stephen, but if you're running the iOS apps, are they in a full screen? No, they're in a small screen. Like you know when you used to be able to run iPhone apps or you can still run iPhone apps on your iPad and they're in a very small window. Mm-hmm. I thought, God, if they're in a small window on a, a Mac, it's going to be an absolute painful experience for anybody with low vision or, you know, God forbid, even if they're sighted, people try to look at this very small screen on your, you know, your big your big Mac screen. Well, they are at the moment. They're just the normal size, you know, the yeah. iPhone screen size or I guess the right. iPad OS size. But I think that'll change over time because I would imagine mm. that there'll, there'll come a time 
in the future when you know all these apps will open up to just you know adapt to whatever device they're on so if it's on an ipad it'll be ipad size iphone because that's the idea isn't it they, they develop an app mm. once and it just goes on to whatever device you want to use it on um i think i think it's a i think yeah. it's a really interesting time it, you know from your point of view sean i know you're a windows guy um not really by default. I think you've just you probably find it a bit easier to get stuff done. I I used to find that with Jaws and Windows, but interestingly, after spending a couple of days, just a couple of days. I mean, I've had the the Mac Mini now for a week, but actually, a couple of days with the Mac Mini, I was going back to my Windows PC and thinking, who can be bothered with this? This is just taking forever. Jaws keeps no, crashing all the time. Oh no! Outlook doesn't know what it's doing. And then, and this is not a downer on Jaws, Luke. I mean, all students are, you know, slow. But, Backtrack, um, yeah. But no, but I mean, on, on the Mac Pro, on the MacBook Pro I've got, even it, I was noticing voiceover feeling a bit laggy. I was like looking at my watch going, when you're ready. Uh, it just seemed as if everything was just a bit slower. And I thought, I, I, I'm going to swap out a top, top spec MacBook Pro mm. for a base yeah. level Mac Mini. And I just cannot get my head around that. It does seem amazing. And it's actually it? it's actually interesting because I I almost bought a MacBook Pro 16 earlier this year, and I'm so pleased I never went anywhere near it because yeah, the M1, yeah, yeah, the M1 Mark feels the same way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Mark, I forgot about that one. <laughs> well, Stephen, at least you can Sorry. trade yours in. You know, you bought yours outright, so you can actually you know yeah. trade it in if you want. I'm stuck here on a lease. For two years, paying for a car I'm never going to use, you know? It's like, yeah, but trade yeah, in and you'd get, what, a phone cover or something price? You'd get nothing for it. Well, no, so I, I, I did a, get, I think, what did you get, Stephen? Like a good well, two, three hundred dollars It was ridiculous. I, so I put in, you know, obviously, Mark will um, confirm what this is in Canadian money. Um, a but million dollars. For me, yes, right. It's always a million dollars, everything. Um, it's the same in Australia. Uh, but yeah, I was getting <laughs> yeah. offered £780. For my top end MacBook Pro, oh, thirty two gig of RAM. Yourself, I mean, it's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, I mean that's just awful. Uh, so no, I mean I think it is one of those things I probably will hang on to for now. Um, I'm, I mean I'm not going anywhere at the moment, so I'm not too fussed about it. But when I'm back out on the road again, I do want to have something I can take with me that's light and powerful and all day battery life. And you know we haven't even talked about battery life, and that's really the biggest story. I got a lot of people on Twitter saying, yeah, okay, the, the specs are good, the performance is great, but all day battery life. I mean, that alone is amazing. I mean, Mark, you know, for you and I getting back out there, David, for the job you do, you want to be able to have something with you. You don't have to constantly go, where's that power brick? Well, I, you know, I, I, yeah. I'm looking forward to, you know, hearing the phrase all day battery life and it being true, you know, because we hear yeah. this all the time for devices or even here, you know, the MacBook, my, my MacBook 16, and they say, oh, 16 hours of battery life. If I get seven when yeah, I'm exactly. doing the work <laughs> that right. I'm doing, exactly. if I get three, yeah. When it's not plugged in, doing audio or video production, I'm amazed. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, look, I want to mention some of the tweets that I got. I put out a tweet this week uh, from my own account at TikToker Steve, and I, uh, I asked people, I said, look, I've got this Mac. You know, what, what do you want me to test? Anything you want me to look at? Um, Ali Musa says, I hope you're going to continue to use the Mac, which, you know, good news, Ali. I will be sticking with it. I think you might have got that impression. Um, my my favourite came from uh, Greg, who says, you need to test everything. <laughs> my yeah, favourite yeah, tweet. <laughs> yeah, test good. everything. Um, Danielle says, is everything still busy? Well, I think we've come to the conclusion no. that's not the case, which is good. Um, and Greg says, in all seriousness, I'm curious uh, how a VO does, voiceover does with Safari. I'm wondering if we'll still get the dreaded busy signal. Well, no, we're not getting it yet. We have to, 
we almost have to ring an alarm somewhere when we get it. You know, in the blind community, there has to be a, a bell that rings. It's been spotted. Yes, I don't know why. Hashtag, hashtag VO, busy, busy, busy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah get that are, But are we getting too excited? I, look, look, the performance no. is great. All the mainstream reviews have been great. And from what you two oh. have said, the accessibility performance is also great. But yeah. is it is it too early? You know, is it a case of we're blown away by this initial performance? Should we give it more time? Or are you saying you've tested it thoroughly and it's, it's such great? a difficult one, isn't it, David? Because you know, you think to well, yourself, do you do you make because it's different for us guys, right? We are we are kind of in the front line of this. We want to have the answers for people, but you know, so we, we will go and buy stuff and, and try stuff out and you know we can send it back if we don't, if it's not working out for us. Uh, and we're lucky yeah. enough to do that. A lot of people are making a decision that will last with them for a few years, uh, like Mark's. Mm. And, um, <laughs> Not by choice. Terrible decisions. But, you know, I mean, people are making this decision. They're going to spend this money, Stephen and that might Zania. be, you know... <laughs> that's me out of the show. Um, if I'm still here. Uh, but, yeah, basically, you know, people are making this decision that makes a, a big difference to their lives and will be with them for a long time. So they want to know, should I buy this today? Should we not? And... Um, I honestly don't know, David, because I feel personally, at this, at this time, I'd say yes, you can go yeah. for it. I mean, it's, it's interesting because I mean, I mean, number one point to remember too is that Apple's been making chips now since they came up with the iPhone, so they've been making chips for over ten years. So from that point of view, the hardware's solid. I mean, not the first M1 chip, but when you think about it, they've been making chips for over a decade, so that doesn't worry me at all. Number two, I don't know what it is, but Blind and low vision people seem to be obsessed by they must have the most powerful machine or the longest battery life to support their screen reader. And it's just not true on the Mac or even the iPhone for that matter. I mean, you don't need like an iPhone 12 Pro Max because it's got, oh, it's got a bigger screen and it's got a bigger battery and it's got this and it's got that. Keep in mind that even with the M1, Mac Mini and all the other ones, I mean, these are not designed to be high-powered machines. I mean, the processor rocks along amazingly, but they're still ultra-low-power, you know, ultra-media, sorry, ultra-entry-level devices. They're not meant to be the pro machines of, <laughs> you know, the high-end MacBook Pros, sorry, the high-end Mac Pro, I mean. Um, mm. So but from my point of view, this thing has been so stable from the word go, then I think I'm in your camp, Stephen. I, I would just say to people, look, if you want to get into the Mac Air, which you can only get an M1 chip based one anyway, um, or you want to get a Mac Mini, I'd say go for it because this machine, like I said, I can run my normal applications for Mac. I can run my <laughs> iOS apps that I, I've used. So I've used things like um, Natural Space for the sound one. Um, I've used that Travel Ear application where you can listen to different sound, sound schemes from around the world, quite a few things like that. And it, it's just, there's nothing different about it. However, I will say to people that if you do not like the way voiceover works or behaves, <coughs> voiceover itself, besides a few extra keyboard commands like going to Notification Center, Control Center in Big Sur, um, has not changed. So if you think there's a brand new version of voiceover itself, it's not. It's still exactly the same voiceover that's still on the Intel-based machines. But, there's no but we should mm. also say that Big Sur brings a few additional extras as well. One that you told me about that I mm. hadn't known about, the Mac Mini and the desk it sat on would have ended up out the window uh, because I was getting so infuriated by endless notifications that I couldn't get rid of oh, because the close button had gone. <laughs> and I'm like, where are these 
Where's the close button? How do you get rid of this? And then you mm. told me. Yeah, and the VO command, or sorry, I'll, I'll, I'll be nice, control, option, command, spacebar, um, <laughs> that, that brings up the actions menu where you can use things to di- dismiss uh, like notifications or anything else that pops up on the Mac. So between that and VO, control, option, O for notifications or shift, control, option, O for control center, um, you've really got in some ways much more control over the Mac because for a long time when you system dialogues pop up they sit at the top of the screen or they're over stuff and side of people whinge to you about that you've got a dialog box on the screen you think well how the hell do i get to that so mm-hmm. um for people that don't know if you do control option f1 um, it brings up your application windows and normally the system dialogues always sitting at the top of that and that's where you can go in and check your dialog boxes for you know your wi-fi or other stuff going on so that's also really well done and i've also got a world clock for the first time in my widget so when i want to check the time in london canada the us australia new zealand singapore depending on who i'm talking to um i can do that on the mac quite easily now with voiceover with the new widgets and also something i, I read about this week that if you download an ios app that has a widget attached to it that mm. will also appear in your widgets on the on the Mac, which is pretty cool as well. I mean, That's it makes right. sense when you think about it, but you know, it's pretty cool that it's there. Yeah. Now, I, I should say we talked about this before the show, but I should say also too when you were mentioning about um, you know, the Mac and the possibility of the Mac flying out the uh, at the window. Yeah. Just a warning for people that setting up the Mac: if you don't have a monitor, the first time you set up a Mac Mini, it won't go anywhere unless you have a dongle to falsify to the machine that you've got a HDMI. Uh, pl- uh, television or monitor plugged in. Yeah, we, we got some we got some tweets about this this week, David, uh, because people seem to think I had said this in a previous show. I don't ever remember mentioning this at all, but then mm. that wouldn't be difficult because I remember nothing. Uh, but, you know, when it comes to it, I, I, people are saying, oh, well, what's this dongle all about? But you're really just talking about an HDMI cable plugged in, really, aren't you? I don't... I, I have a funny feeling it's a specific type of HDMI. I don't know. It's not just the normal HDMI cable. No, it's like a... People say it's well, it's a cable used on servers. So if a server reboots, then it when it basically polls the port, it gets a response back from the cable saying there's a monitor attached. So I don't think it's a normal HDMI cable. I haven't got one yet. Um, I luckily have got an Apple TV sitting on my desk with a little 24-inch screen. So I just pinched the cable out of that, plugged it in, and then it went. Because I was literally sitting there. You know, I turned the Mac Mini on. I sat there and I thought, I've got to be patient because all the speech doesn't turn on for at least two or three minutes. After 12 minutes, I thought, what the hell's going on with this machine? And then I thought, oh, no, don't tell me. Because the first time I talked to Apple back in 2008, I said, what do you mean I can't watch a DVD on this computer without a a monitor plugged into it? That's outrageous. I'm a blind person. I don't need a monitor. So I thought, all right, maybe I've gone back in time 12 years ago. So I got the HDMI, plugged it in. And guess what? It came up talking with, you know, do you wish to use speech on this machine? I went, what? So, yes, it was That's lucky crazy. that the window was closed. Otherwise, this machine would have got a window. But since then, you do not need a monitor plugged in. It's quite happy to restart, do all the sort of normal stuff that it does. But, uh, yeah, the initial setup, you will need a monitor plugged in or that weird cable that I haven't quite worked out what it is yet. 
Okay, all right. Uh, look, we're going to talk more about this, and we'll get some more questions. And a quiz is coming, guys. I'm very excited. Oh, I spent hours on this. Oh, I see hours, maybe minutes on it, really. Uh, but, yeah, we're going to get into that. If you have a view or you want to ask a question to us for next week's show, then do get in touch with us. 844-971-1999 is the number to call. Leave us a voicemail. Tell us it's okay to use that voicemail on air, and we will uh, use it on air, because that's what you told us. You, I said it was okay to do. Uh, you can also text that number, 844-971-1999. Email feedback at ami.ca. Stick around. More from David Woodbridge coming up next. If you love Double Tap Canada, why not check out Double Tap TV with Stephen Scott and Mark Flalo every Tuesday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern on AMI-tv. The latest tech news, hands-on reviews, exclusive interviews, accessible to all. Find out more at ami.ca slash Double Tap. This is Double Tap Canada. We'll be back in a moment. Hey, Double Tappers, want to get involved? Call the show now at 1-844-971-1999 or email feedback at ami.ca and have your say. So this week we're talking about the new Macs. Uh, you know, the favorite thing that I did, uh, the very first day I got it, Sean was on the call with me and uh, we decided we'd try something. So we go into the applications folder on the Mac Mini and we just select all, so Command-A to select all, then Commando to open, and just let every single app open at once. Oh, and yeah. VoiceOver was running, and I thought, right, this will kill it. This will be the moment it dies. And it didn't. It was absolutely spot on. It did not struggle at all. It was so impressive. Um, we were searching for that busy, 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 and it just <laughs> it eluded it us. Come. It wasn't there. No, it didn't come. I mean, Mark, what I'm really keen for you to try is when you finally get whatever it is you end up getting, um, I cannot wait for you to put it up against your Mac Pro because <laughs> that, that Mac Pro of yours is is a beast. Uh, and, you, you know, there's no way it should be that in any way. You say that, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm not convinced. <laughs> I really, I really am not. I haven't seen anybody post any videos of it compared to a Mac Pro yet. But uh, No, I know. You could be first yeah, on that well, one. I doubt I'm going to get it in time, but we'll, uh, we'll try. <laughs> Mm, okay. Right, I've got a quiz, guys. You want a quiz? No. No, really, no. go for it. <laughs> right, okay, so here's the quiz. I, I, get really, I get really excited about this, right? Because I was, I, was, I was searching for something on uh, online, and I came across this, and I thought, right, I'm going to give this to you guys. Because what I love about this is you can't Google it. So you can't cheat over there, Aflalo. Uh, it's not possible. Um, so this is a sound game, and oh, I'm wow. going to play you at Startup Chimes, I'm going to give you three Startup Chimes of the Mac over the last however many years, and you've got to tell me which year it came from, okay? Do you think Shazam works with this? <laughs> <laughs> we can try it. Right, ready for round one? Here's your first question. So which Mac did this one come from? A really old one. Yes. Well, that's, really that's old arguably one. true, yes. 1992. <laughs> No, nah, that was the SA sound. No, nah, later than that. I reckon that was 95. Really? Yeah. Was it earlier, is it? 86. <laughs> Mark? Uh, 1987. <laughs> oh, you, have you been cheating? Oh, Am I right? Yeah. You're right. Totally. Not yeah. song. <laughs> oh. Yeah, 1987, the Mac, the Macintosh 2 was also, and I remember that because it was the first Mac I ever used, which was the Mac SE 30 from 1989. Oh, yeah. Nerd. 
startup know. sound. Oh, it just takes me back. Um, okay, round two then. Your second. This <laughs> is just ridiculous, but I love it. Um, everyone's play play along at home. Uh, okay, so what Mac is this one from? Oh, okay, that's that, I love that sound one. Very deep, um, very boomy. I feel, very I'm deep. feeling coloured iMac. I'm feeling coloured iMac. What year was those? I'm uh, going with 95 again. You can't give 95 again. 98, 98. Uh, I'll go 2000 and... I'll go 2005. Okay, point to Sean on this one because he's the closest. <gasps> uh, it was actually originally from the Mac Colour Classic uh, from oh, 1993, the step up, uh, of course, of the Mac. And then it was also in the Quadra series, 93 to 96, and also oh. in the 68K Power Books as well. Look, I, I think this, this this just shows that Sean is a closet Mac user at heart. Because <laughs> I know. Yeah, he is absolutely. a closet Mac That's user. He does a closet Mac user. user. Some people He's fall a closet <laughs> Mac user. <laughs> this is why I hate quizzes. Okay, next. <laughs> right, next. I mean, I, I say 98 and, and beyond. Ah, uh, 2014. <laughs> <laughs> what? I'm serious. Sean? 2014. 2014, that's quite precise. Yeah, I'm, I know. Okay. Cheater. All right, well, I have to say, I've got to give it to Mark. He's absolutely oh. bang on. 1998, started oh, on the iMac G3, it then appeared in the Power Mac G3, G4, and G4 Cube, which was around uh, 99. This is best of three? Um, 2000. Uh, so best of three, I think, I think you win it, Mark. Oh, nice, sweet. Oh, oh, there we go. With a million points, no well done. You get, a, you get a beautiful sounds, sound bite now. Where do I get another week delay on my Mac Mini? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what you get. You get it. Uh, express, express shipping. You'll get but, it in a year. But, but he does have the chime back on the Max now. They're actually it's back in there, so you can listen to the beautiful. Chime. Sorry, I'm just gonna play that all the way through. Sean's gonna fall asleep. That. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it is just amazing, though, isn't it? And the other thing that I know has excited you. Uh, you mentioned the world clock, David. But the other thing mm. that's kind of cool, and I, I kind of don't know why this is exciting. But you can now tell the time from your Mac, uh, and you can do it within um, a key press, which you think you could have done before with voiceover, but uh, you, you could. could. Well, you, well, you could. You can. You could. But you the can, was, yes. But, yes, but it uh, takes a long time. Well, yeah. when I say a long time, in computer terms, it takes about a second and a half uh, with That's the a long old time. Macs as of a month ago uh, or a couple of weeks ago. Um, but now it's instantaneous. Savages. That's it. I know savages. And the other thing that's improved tremendously, and this is like the busy, busy. If you've ever had to change speech parameters, so your, your speech rate, your language, your pitch, and that sort of stuff, on the older Macs, <laughs> um, when you had to do Shift VO Command Left and Right Arrow, um, it was like the poor little person inside the computer was pedaling as fast as they could, and they couldn't quite give up with you. Well, now it's just instantaneous. You just change your parameters. Because for some reason, when Apple changed it from just VO command arrow keys to shift VO command arrow keys, I don't know what they did with the code, but it slowed right down. Well, now on the M1, that's just as fast as getting the time and the voiceover rotor. So that was the other one that people always used to hate, besides the busy, busy, was, oh, God, do I actually have to use these VO command keys to change my speech rate or language? <laughs> because it's too sluggish now. It's not. Uh, well, I'm going to ruin all this praise everyone's throwing at it of course because i'm slightly worried here should we be concerned you know about the repairability of these you know what about the right to repair 
I know you're all going to shoot, shoot me down on this. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> no, well, listen, if something goes wrong now, we've got a system on a chip, right? That's the, that's the reason why the performance is so good. But mm-hmm. if something mm-hmm. goes wrong now, you can't upgrade the memory. Um, everything now relies on Apple. You're not going to be able to take these into a you know independent repair shop to get them fixed. Do you think that's an issue? Everything now is just locks into Apple. No, you know why, Sean? You know why that's not an issue? It Why? means that when my computer dies while it's still under warranty, I'm going to have to be given the latest and greatest that exists. In yeah. theory. But we've all heard horror stories about, you know, people being refused repairs because of, oh, you know, there's water damage in this or whatever. Or I, I'm not I'm not so sure. I, I worry about independent repairs. It keeps me up at night. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh dear. Well, maybe maybe you need to, to think. I would ask your doctor if um, maybe sleeping was right for you. Look, not um, everyone has access to an Apple Store. There's not an Apple Store in every, you know, close by to everyone. It, it is an issue. I'm, I'm serious. Although, it's, it's I, I can sense that. I know. Well, it's interesting because I, in 15 years of having Macs, I have never had a machine that needed repairing, which is fingers crossed. Neither have I. Yeah, yeah, well. No. <laughs> Way to so, say that now. You know, I know it'll, it'll probably break, fall over in a heap. But I yeah, mean, I the repairability has never worried me because I think, I mean, in society in general, we've gone we've gone to sort of the you know, oh, my TV doesn't work anymore, I'll just buy a new one, or my fridge doesn't work, I'll just go and get a new one. Um, I don't I don't know if people worry about repairability of stuff. Are you saying that's a good thing, Mister Woodbridge? Are you saying I that's a good? It's... Are you hating at the Mother Earth? Is that what you're doing here? No. I, well, I think from a recycling point of view, no. I, I've recycled all my Macs, which I've been a very nice boy, but I've taken. Listen, them don't worry the about it. Store. They've got they've got the iMunch or whatever it's called, that robot that you know <laughs> chomps up the iChomp. Oh, is it that? What's it called? The, no, no, it chomps up I-munch? the. I thought that was your yeah, you know the, it's, this, it's a special robot that chews up all the old iPhones and iBits and really? turns them into new ones. <laughs> Didn't you have a nicer name than that, though? <laughs> I think it was nicer. It was like Lisa or Bob or... Lisa, not, yeah, Bob or something like that. That's it. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, I prefer iMunch, if I'm honest. Uh, I kind of like the idea of that hum, 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 actually, hum, hum. Cookie it, Monster, it, that'd be nice. That's it. It's, it's funny, Sean. If, if I had a PC, I'd want repairability. Because I just don't trust my PC. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Talk to me in iPod. three years when you want to upgrade the memory or you know something else. Then you know. I don't, th- I don't know if that's worry. as big a deal anymore, though. I mean, yeah, I, I think no. you're right. I mean, I think with with responsibility kind of falling to the companies like Apple to make sure they recycle properly, um, and I think it's on us to make sure that we take our old kit back, not do what I do, which is just keep it in a cupboard to let it build up over the next three hundred years. Um, I, I don't know. I, I think I just don't think it's as big an issue anymore, to be honest. Um, okay. Look, quick round table on this one because I want to ask about Intel because with in, with this all coming along and with everyone we are you know, fawning over this new stuff, what's going to happen to Intel, Mark? Is it finished? I don't think it's nope. finished. I mean, we look at the giant PC market out there, and no one's no, they're not going anywhere anytime soon. No, and let's not forget no. all the IoT stuff that they power and uh, Intel mm-hmm. is bigger than just the consumer electronics, you know, computer processors. Yep. Uh, no, I totally disagree. I think Intel have dropped the ball, particularly on processors. AMD have, mm. are currently kings of the desktop performance market, uh, gaming computers or high performance. Mm. You want to look at AMD <clears throat> Ryzen uh, CPUs. Intel have totally missed it. They've missed it on the mobile uh, CPU market, which is why Apple ditched them, you could argue. Um, they've dropped the ball. They need to pick it up again. Bad, bad Intel. <laughs> bad Intel. <laughs> Slap the wrist. 
Oh, wow. Oh. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, so here's my question. What's in the PlayStation 5 and, and Xbox series? What kind of processors in that? Is it AMD? In the PlayStation 5, I know it's a Ryzen. Uh, well, sure it's a, the Xbox, uh, Xbox Series X. Pro. He's Googling again. Sir, he's cheating. That's okay. This, this is okay. It's a custom he's allowed on this. Zen 2 oh. processor. Okay, right. That's interesting. That is, that is interesting. Uh, yeah, it is, it's... Um, I think it's safe to say that, you know, for us, we're obviously big fanboys here. Dave, you and I are Speak huge fanboys on this. Well, I no, I'm speaking for myself. <laughs> I am, because I, I love... I, I'm more in love with the Mac now than I've ever been. And it's it's partly because the the responsiveness of voiceover, which is a big deal, because when you're getting, you know, delay on everything you're doing, uh, it does make it feel a little bit as if, well, this isn't quite the experience I would, I would hope. You don't feel you're getting the power out of the machine that you have. Whereas now we're getting that power, that responsiveness, and you know it is only maybe a second delay or a half second delay on the other one, but it's beginning to get noticeable, and it's amazing, David, that we're we're talking about machines that are a month or two old, um, you know, and they just feel a lot slower compared to this thing. Yeah, and look, I mean, the, the other thing that's always I've always liked about the Mac, and this is the, I mean, seriously speaking, this is the one that's always irritated me about Windows is I can quite easily break my Windows computer by having having it not talk to me for some odd reason or another. And I have still yeah. have to get in some way sighted assistance. Whereas on no. the Mac, I can always guarantee that I can get it back myself. So as a person that does his own IT support, <laughs> it's much easier, particularly at home these days. I mean, I can't take it into the, the room next door to the IT department and say, hey, my computer stopped talking to me. Can you fix it? That's never been an issue on the Mac for me. So... I just think it's great that this has continued. And the other thing that I don't know if it's new, but I had this funny feeling, particularly with the um, FireVault MacBook with the hard drive in it now for extra security, I think before that you used to have to turn on VoiceOver manually. Well, now they just use the good old Fred voice that you normally get when you do a, a reset. Of Hello. Yeah, the, the, <laughs> the, the, the robotic voice back in the 1990s. Um that works really nicely now too. So the one thing I will say about the new Big Sur though, and this is the other thing I, <laughs> I shared with you in my notes, was you've got this onboarding process. So you've got, you go choose accessibility and it says, oh, do you want vision? Do you want cognitive? Do you want physical? Then you choose vision. It says, oh, okay, well, do you want voiceover? Do you want Zoom? And by the time you do that, plus do all the normal quote setting up for your Mac, I just find it a really tiring process. It's nice it's there. But I almost feel like we've got too many options to do. If I almost feel like it's should be like the HomePod, where it goes, oh, you use VoiceOver. Do you wish to worry about all these other features, or do we want to just do an express setup? Here's your voice. Let's get on with setting up the back for you. So impatient, Mr. Woodbridge. Yeah, so absolutely. Impatient. Can I ask a quick question uh, on on Braille? Have you tried it with Braille displays or anything? Is there any? Yep. Is it working yep. fine there? Perfectly fine. Both my USB Braille display. Well, actually, I've got a. A Q Braille and a U2 uh, and an Orbit, uh, Orbit Rider, Orbit Reader 20, and all of them work fine on the Mac. Yep, oh, just cool. plug them in. Bluetooth worked perfectly well, no difference at all. Do, do you still, in, in Australia, do you still have a car called the Ute? Yes. <laughs> Someone saw the neighbours. I only ask that because the show I used to watch from from their neighbours, which is my only understanding of, of Australian life, right. is, uh, you know, they used to, to drive the Ute a lot. Yes. They've got in the Ute. It's, yeah, a it's, 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 it's a utility vehicle. It's a utility vehicle. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, do you, you, know, you guys want to get together and maybe do another show? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
I think you can't show blind people. This week, the Ute. Auto talk. Auto talk. <laughs> Google that one, Mark. I guarantee uh, that will uh, you'll have to take your eyes off that for a while. Uh, that's look, that's it for us this week. Uh, David, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, You're welcome. You can catch his IC podcast wherever you get your good podcasts and bad ones. Uh, you can find it. Uh, just search for IC, uh, I-S-E-E. David Woodbridge, thank you so much uh, for being with us this week. Sean Priest, thank you as always. Mark Aflalo, thank you for being there, making this all happen. Uh, we are back, of course, next week. You can leave us feedback. Details coming up. But remember, do leave us a voicemail and let us know it's okay for us to use your voicemail and we'll get to it on next week's programme. And that's it for Double Tap Canada this week. Thank you. Goodbye. Thanks for listening and keep your feedback coming. Call 1-844-971-1999 and leave us a voicemail. Email feedback at ami.ca. We're also on Twitter at Double Tap Canada and on Facebook. Can't wait till next week? Ask your smart speaker to play Double Tap Canada or listen on the podcast app of your choice. Thanks for listening. Catch you again next time. This was an AMI podcast. For more accessible media, visit AMI.ca.